0: hey people praise king jesus um i'm so excited well a bit nervous because i've always dodged this topic but finally i feel like it's time to talk about it and i hope i only preach about it once may the spirit make his revelations clear to you so that i don't have to talk about it again because oftentimes we want to hear stuff that make us happy but when it comes to as in we want a one-sided relationship with god we want him to give us but we don't want to be on the giving side um, so today we're going to talk about offering offering to god and let's start with exodus chapter 22 verse 29 it says do not hold back offerings from your granaries or your vats do not hold back offerings and then 23 chapter 23 verse 15 still in exodus i want to read the last bit it says no one is to appear before me empty handed the lord does not like it when you come into his house empty handed but of course if you really genuinely you genuinely do not have it's fine. He 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 sees the heart. Because do you remember the other woman who gave their was it a button? And Jesus was like, She has given more than the other rich men. Like for example, let me give you an example of tithe. Tithe isn't measured by its quantity, it's measured by what you've received. If you if you've received um let me say Um, 1 million and 10% of 1 million. I'm hoping is a hundred thousand. I hope I got that right. Yeah So if you give 90k and then you see another person giving 1k and then you like I've given more than that person It's just not complete and God will not accept it The other one was given 1k if they've genuinely received 10,000 and then they give 1,000 before God He's so much happier than you so Exodus twenty three verse nineteen says, "Bring the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord your God." Um. So many people are not taught about this first fruit, but I want to tell you there is a big blessing hidden in giving your first fruit. For example, a first fruit is your entire first salary. For people who do business, you take off the capital and then give the profits. Um. Let me give an example of let me say you have rentals and then you can't wait for the entire amount you invested in those rentals to come back. So the first tenant who gives to you that entire amount, you give it back to God. That's a fast fruit. If you're a farmer, maybe the first animal, you sell it and then take that money. Something like that. Yeah. So Exodus chapter 36 verse 2. Says, then Moses summoned Bezalel and Oholiab and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given ability and who was willing to come and do the work. This was building the Lord's sanctuary. Who was willing to come and do the work? They received from Moses all the offerings the Israelites had brought to carry out the work of constructing the sanctuary. And the people continue to bring free will offerings morning after morning. So, giving towards the house of building, the house of God, is a free will offering. You're not forced to give the amount you want. I'm surprised even these people were called to build the sanctuary. We are doing it. Anyone that said willing to come and do the work, they weren't focusing on what they're going to receive morning after morning so all the skilled craftsmen who were doing all the work on the sanctuary left their work and said to Moses the people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done then Moses gave an order and they sent this word through the camp no man or woman is to make anything else as an offering for the sanctuary and so the people were restrained from bringing more because what they already had was more than enough to do the work. Imagine they were not being forced that give this amount all this all this. These were people in the desert mind you but they were freely giving. They came in morning by morning. People just flow in and out in and out giving to the temple of the Lord. Um, I was so I don't know I was so How should I say it? Like, these days our pastors tell us to construct the churches and we complain. But how did these people even do it? They didn't even have a Bible by then. But they were just giving until Moses reached a point and was like, you guys, enough. What we have is already adequate enough and even more than enough to build the Lord's house. Leviticus chapter 1 verse 3. If the offering is a burnt offering from the heart, so another type of offering is, is a, is a freewill offering, leave alone building or constructing such things where they say we are building this and that, there is a freewill offering. Also, this one is not measured for you from the heart. He is to offer a male without defect. He must present it at the entrance to the tent of meeting so that it will be acceptable to the Lord. So I'm seeing in the Old Testament, when people had to offer to the Lord, there were even conditions. What you're giving must not have defect as much as it's a free will offering. But for us, when, we, when it's time to give, we choose what we... You, you look for the oldest note. Eh? You look for the coins. You don't want to touch this other money. Without defect, he must present it at the entrance of the Tent of Meeting. Mm-hmm. He is to lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. He is to slaughter the young bull before the Lord, and then Aaron's sons, the priests, shall bring the blood and sprinkle it against the altar on all sides at the entrance to the tent of meeting. So you guys, we have changed. These people in the Old Testament, whenever you wanted to offer to the Lord, first of all, there are conditions to what you're offering. Second of all. You now, I'm imagining, each time I want to offer to the Lord, I go to my, to my what? Cow stall. Is that how they call it, where they keep cows? Anyway, you go there, pick a nice cow for the Lord, drag it on your way to the what? To the church, rich church, and then you have to cut it. Imagine all that hard work. So I'm thinking, and then God decided to make things easier for us these days. You just have to pick from your money, go to church, drop it in a basket, say a prayer unto that money. You just have to get money on your, bo- on your mobile money, send to your respective church numbers. It's that simple, but still we find it so hard, so difficult. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 24. Yeah. So, one man gives freely, yet gains even more. Another one withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. I am telling you, there is nothing you're going to benefit from restraining to giving the Lord. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. Okay? Let me read it again. One man gives freely. Give to the Lord freely because if it's not for his blessing, that money wouldn't have come your way. Remember to tithe each and every money you get. It is a blessing from God. If he didn't say yes, that money wouldn't have reached you. There are people who work for years and they are not paid. Oh, yes, there are people whenever they touch money, they get problems. Children fall sick and they're not even able to enjoy that money. So be faithful enough to the Lord who has given you a blessing. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 11 it says, the multitude of your sacrifices, what are they to me, says the Lord? I have more than enough burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened animals. I have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. So s- some of us, when you come to appear before me, who has asked this of you? This trampling of my coats? Why is God saying this? Some of us think giving to God, we are doing Him a favor. We are helping His priests and servants. But I'm telling you, the moment you just give just for the second, you do wrong things, and then you're like, I know as long as I give in church. We have those religions where if you build a church and then, anyway, you go on with your lifestyle of sinning, taking alcohol, what? Adultery. When you die, they make sure they pray for you. They put a cross on your grave. It's all useless. Even after your death, they start praying prayers to the dead. I am telling you that is And while you're still alive. The Bible says that God is not a man to be fooled. You reap exactly what you sow. But then he also says it is useless to bring your offerings if you're filled with sin. Verse 15, when you spread out your hands in prayer, I will hide my eyes from you. So meaning even if you've offered, but then your hands, let me continue. Even if you offer many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash and make yourselves clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do justice. ETC, encourage the oppressed. Defend the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. And whatever follows there so I want to tell you maybe you've been giving and things haven't moving as planned you're giving but the hands that are giving are filthy and the Lord doesn't want to look at your offering so check yourself Remember, there is this Bible verse that says, when you go to give and then you remember you have a grudge against your brother, leave your offering at the altar. Imagine, he says, leave the offering. Don't go with it because you may go and not come back with it. He says, leave your offering at the altar and then go settle the issue. Okay? So as long as you have an issue, a grudge with, first repent, first forgive that person, sort out things, then go and offer. But he shows us that he still wants his offering. Leave it there and then go and settle the grudge. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1. So, why does God want us to offer anyway? See, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then, suddenly, the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the, com- of the covenant, whom, uh, no, let me read verse 6. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6. I, the Lord, do not change. So, you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. So there are people who so say we no longer live by the law. I know I've read for you things in Exodus and those are things that were for the law. They were social obligations to each individual. But then he says, I do not change. He does not change. If he says he requires something from you, he say, he still does, okay? As much as he has said he doesn't benefit from it. It is for you. Ever since the time of your forefathers, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I'll return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and in offerings, you are under a curse. So the moment you dodge these things, it is for you. It's your own bad. It's a curse. The whole nation of you, because you are robbing me, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. That's why I told you a tithe should be whole. It doesn't have to be much. It just has to be whole. That there may be food in my house. Test me in this. Whenever you're giving your tithe, tell the Lord, Lord, I'm testing you. I also need this money. But let me test you, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. So this is for you, not for God. Mm Mm-hmm. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not cast their fruit. So if business is not moving on well, it may be one of the causes is because you're not tithing. You're not offering back to the Lord who has given you a blessing. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your field will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed for yours will be a default a delightful land says the lord almighty anyway let me i think end there and go to the next or last verse that we're going to read for today and that would be acts chapter 17 verse 24 24 says the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands I know I've told you that contribute towards the construction of your churches but he says he does not live in temples built by human hands so do not feel proud because you've given but then behind the giving you just did it out of pride for people to see that you contributed 1M he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else okay so keep that in mind as you're giving do not think you're doing god a favor that you're serving him that you're helping him because if he wants even that blessing He can close it. He can say no and you have nothing to do about it. May the spirit of God give us this grace because it's just grace I am telling you to receive a lot of money. You know when we receive little money, when you've received 10K, it's okay to give 1K. But when you receive 1 million, your problems just seem too much. When it's a fast fruit, it feels like how do I give their everything? But then you're forgetting those months you spent without working and God has finally brought a job may the lord give you the grace to give so that he may expound on your blessings that so that he may overwhelm you and the blessed may be called blessed beyond stay safe take care